On Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with innovation leaders to explore how they use cloud engineering for new possibilities for their organizations. Join myself, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud wherever you get your podcasts. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios, this is Old School. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Friday. Happy birthday, Jay Foreman. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. It's another day. Blessed, uh, though, to make it this far. It's a good day. You know what I'm saying? It's a good day, bro. Blessed. Even this day and time, you know. How many times have you celebrated your 40th birthday? Well, uh, once. Today's the first. Mm. Mm. Quick math in, yeah. in a mug. Yeah. You graduated when? Where from high school? <laughs> I remember you, you, you know. I was a young man. I was a, I was a early. I was a, I was only fourteen when I graduated <laughs> high school. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I was hearing it right. You know. Yeah. Forty again. So what, 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 what's the plan? What are you, what are, what are you gonna do? Oh, nothing, man. I mean, I don't really. Uh, I mean, it's look. I'm just blessed to, you know, have a decent health and and. Uh, and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, I'll probably go to the game tonight. Um, you know, maybe grab something to eat before. There's nothing. I'm not a big birthday guy, you know, to, you know, anything like that. But just yeah. hang loose. Okay. Mark on it's, it's cold, man. There ain't nothing to do. It'll be 60 today. Oh, yeah, that's right. At like four for like 15 minutes. Yeah. Though, but, yeah. 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 With 85-mile-an-hour wind. Look, I, 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 I need to – confession i was walking in haymarket last night and that that is an unfair kind of cold that was happening i only had to walk like eight blocks but oh boy oh boy i got yeah, that, hawk, that I was hawk like, was serious yeah i was like wait a minute what is going on so uh yeah 402-464-5685 sorry hammy text line honda lincoln hotline uh, Sarah Hammond live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch. You can see what's going on in studio. Uh, Rico is on duty. And Mark Onweiler is sitting in. And we'll run things until uh, Rico gets back. How are you this morning, kind sir? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. I'm so, happy to be sitting in with you guys. Yeah, we'll have some fun. You get to come up with something to rant about here uh, shortly I enough. I don't rant. I'm a happy guy. Yeah, <laughs> I can rant about folks that don't share their bourbon. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was shared. You can't even rant about it. Right. You can't even rant about Forcibly it. Forcibly shared. Yeah, but Jay has a full. I Jay hasn't shared yet. Jay has <laughs> a full. Go ahead. Partake. Jay has. No, if we're going to partake, we'll go get the open one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll the, deal. the station one, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll deal with that one. Um, yeah, so, uh, of course, the Terps are in town uh, tonight, PBA. Right. Uh, folks know those are my people, so. Um, it's uh, Johnny Holiday, of course, who does the play-by-play. Chris Naki, who does the color, um, and Naki, again, he's DC basketball legend. Um, but I coached his son in high school, 
And so we chopped it up a little bit, and, and Danny Manick showed up. And, uh, you know, good evening, great conversation. A lot of similarities in the, within the two basketball programs. Right. Yeah, <laughs> for know. different reasons. I mean, Maryland's obviously had a little bit better season than Nebraska, but uh, for their expectations, they're, they're, you know, we're on the same level. And a lot of ways that, that both teams have played. Um, a lot of, Tur- a lot of Mark Turgeon talk. Well, I mean, look, you just uh, very, very rarely do you see a coach that uh, recently won the Big Ten, had a, you know, pretty good successful run there and steps down like within the first, what, quarter of the season or whatever. And so, um, you know, that throws the team off as well. I mean, even look at Louisville, you know, with Chris Mack, you know, I mean, it's, you know, right, wrong or indifferent, you know, when you start a season, you go through the whole off season, you know, playing in one way and kind of you know, the team is, is, is formed one way. And then obviously once the season starts, you know, there's not a lot of times to, to adjust. So you're always, you know, playing behind the, you know, the eight ball. So, uh, but you know, they're fortunate enough to have Danny Manning to be there, you know, and, and he had success where he was at. So. And Danny wants the job. He wants the permanent job that this was an interim deal. Uh, he wants the job. He's made right. it clear. Uh, I think they're six and 11 under, under his, under his leadership. But he's made it clear that he wants the job. Right. Um, Turgeon left with a winning record, even this year under the right. turmoil. Uh, and, of course, the Maryland folks, the fan base has been very familiar to what Nebraska's doing. There's just been a lot of fan turmoil. Right. But they're doing it with a winning season. They were doing it with a winning season. Right. And now it's not. So they've got their issues to, to fix um, as well. I'm not sure if they're going to be full-handed tonight. Um well, it'll be good for Nebraska. I think uh, it'll just be interesting to see how Nebraska, you know, comes out after, you know, having a, you know, a letdown, I think, energy-wise uh, against Iowa. Um, yeah. You know, you're at home. Uh, hopefully there'll be, the, you know, be more of a packed house on a Friday, a little bit late start. So there isn't any excuse that it's like a, you know, a sleepy Wednesday game at 6 o'clock, you I know. Mean, what, what, what attendance do you guys expect? Where do you where do you, where would you where would you lay the line? Should be at least ten, right? More than ten. I know they say it's always sold out. Yeah, what's, what's, sold out? what's what's max? Fifteen, well, fifteen or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would like I would say ten or more. Should be. Text line. What, what do you think? What do you guys think the numbers are going to be? I would no. I'm saying I I hope it's ten or more. Uh, yeah. I expect ten or more. I don't know what it could be. Yeah, I, I think it's very easy. I don't mean to cut you off. Is that you know fan? It's very easy for fans to be cynical. You know, if you sit there in the stands and you just listen to them, so then it's very easy for people to say, oh, well, they, they're struggling, I ain't going to go. But if you're truly a fan of either basketball or a player or the university, then you go um, and support them. Uh, it's not always going to be peaches and cream. And look, you can't, you know, I can't get on here and say this has been a successful season or been a season that they, they envision from even uh, a consistency standpoint. If they were consistently playing like they played against, say, Indiana or a team that or the game that they actually probably gave away, you wouldn't have a problem. The, the I think that a lot of the issues or problem is is inconsistent from game to game, or at least it has been right. And I don't, and I know I was a good good team, and they got Murray, who's the leading uh, scorer in Big Ten, and he's an NBA player. But everything else, you know, it's not like they're head and shoulders, you know, above Nebraska to the point of being. You know, at one point in time, they went on like 11-0 run. They're like, oh, Nebraska pulled within like 20 through, 22 or something, you know. So, um, <clears throat> that's probably what, uh, you know, have people uh, 
you know, up in arms. And I also think part of the deal is, is that, um, you know, I think Nebraska, and I don't, I haven't been able to be at, uh, you know, different universities in the off season. And this is just, just say the two biggest men's sports, basketball and football. I think the thing that we've done to, I think better than maybe anybody in the nation is win the off season in Nebraska, right? Whether it's when we hire a coach, hire an AD, and this is all the way back to even when Bo was here. Because every year, I mean, or DP wasn't here. I know you were here. If you go back when Bo was here, and Bo was very successful, so let me just say that anyways, is that every year they had a new saying coming in, you know, starting winter conditioning, and that was their kind of deal, right? And then who knows with Mike Riley, but when Mike Riley was hired and we started, he started doing the Friday Night Lights and giving out a ton of offers. and the you Calabrasca to, thing. Calabrasca. And, you know, he, they had Michael Parsons on campus and doing the Friday night lights. I mean, obviously, see Michael Parsons is, is was the best player in the draft last year, and he's obviously an all-pro this year. So And didn't really have a chance to get him. And, you know, with the bookie thing, you had – I mean, we had – we were winning a lot of off-seasons. So, and so what I think that does is that fans have kind of – those. then that, that came with the expectations, right? Um, but then there's some, there have to be some sort of reality in there to where, you know, we were talking, I know we were talking in here and I think on the spillover one time was, it was me and DP and sip. And I, and I said, you know, I was trying to tell him and Jake, like, this is an inexperienced team and inexperience isn't what's on paper. You get what I mean? I mean, there's times where a guy could be a senior and never played before. He has no experience. Just because you got on the bus and rode to all these games and never played and never traveled and never prepared as a starter, you don't have experience, right? And so, and then the inexperience of playing together and digging out games and the inexperience of what it takes to actually operate within the season. Because once the season starts, it's different than the offseason. Because you're doing, It's a, if I had an analogy, it's like I was listening to Hank Haney, who's a certified grade A a hole, but he was talking about Tiger Woods, right? And he was talking about players. Some players, when they on the driving range, there there's nothing that they can't do. But then the hardest part is taking it from the driving range to the course. Mm. Now, how does that analogy fit the basketball? When you're in the off season, you're practicing and shooting without any type of ramifications of potentially losing the game, potentially having a big turnover that leads to a 10-0 run by the other team, right? You get what I'm saying? You're, I don't think a lot of times in off season. I'm just talking in particular about basketball. I could talk about football as well, but you you um you know you're not practicing coming out of a timeout and not have the right energy and let the team go on a 10-0 run. You get what I mean? Um, so those are things that you have to have experience with, and you you can't equate that to the off season. But you can't really have the experience until you either go through it or you're actually practicing it in the season because at the end of the you're playing for something. And um so, you know, that's a that's kind of where we're at. And I think that's um you know, where the fan base can be, where they you know, the expectations have been up there so high that they're unrealistic to get. It's even like we just had Adrian, right? We had to you know, I was very, you know, blunt about some of the stuff and with him is that I think one of the things that hurt him is like as soon as he had that good freshman year, the next year you're talking about the Heisman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um yeah, that's true. But, you know, the hardest part, you know, if you look at rookies, 
is you come on the scene and even saw it in the NFL, you saw it RG three firsthand. You see it something even with Lamar Jackson. It'll be interesting to see it with actually with Joe Burrow since this is really his first year playing. Uh, and, Baker Mayfield, and Baker Mayfield, uh, where you kind of there's a lot of that. Right. So once once these coaches can get in there and see what your what works and what doesn't, whether whether it's what they did against you or what say like Mark did as a defensive coordinator as a team or what your strengths and weaknesses are, it's totally different. And that's the same. And that's also a part of like in basketball is like. You know, as you're going through this, they got some really good coaches and really good players at every single university. When you look at a team like Rutgers that wasn't even on the map before the season, that I think they've beat, what, four or five ranked teams in a row, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Big 10 teams. I mean, it's serious business. And, and I mean, so that's a team that laying in the woods all off season. You know, whether the teams are showing up thinking that's a that's a, that's a W, well, you're coming out of part, was it Parsippany or whatever it is, New Jersey, with a straight L. And is and it's horrible to play in play there because it's always you're like always in a swamp, you know, and um, so. It, it, but it happens. It, it, this is what's hilarious to me. It happens all over the Big Ten. Like you're watching teams. Uh, we were watching Maryland's women last night, and they yeah. got ambushed. Yeah, they got like they got bamboo. They got ba- they hey, they got bamboo. They got hoodwinked. Right, and then this is right after they go to Iowa and, and just, just beat just the brakes be- off them, beat up Iowa like no to other. no end, and it. It's the ability to finish consistently. I would say it all the time. The toughest thing in, in all sports to do is to finish. Finish. Football, basketball is the hardest thing to finish. And when you know who your personnel is and what the schemes are and it's what's easier. to be expected, it's easier, but it's not easy. All right. It's not easy. Like You can look. I mean, women, you know, the women's basketball team last night, you had to go down the stretch on the road in the Big Ten without everybody there. Yeah, and the different chemistry that's required. Like there are a lot of assumptive, uh, assumptive things that this basketball team does that didn't happen last night. And then down the stretch, where you you're up thirteen, you need balance and stability. You can't be young and excitable. You can't be uh, selfish. You can't. None of those yeah. things apply. And when you watch that game last night. I immediately thought of of Nebraska's men. I'm like, it's so many situations that they're not sure who's going to be on the floor. They're not going to show what the combination is going to be. They're not sure whether the things that they want to run, everybody on the floor can do in that sequence. Right. Happened to the women last night. You saw it where they they had ball movement and they had some back cuts that just didn't work because they weren't working at the same speed that they normally work from the – spots on Continuity, the floor Continuity yep from the same yeah. spots on the floor so it look. it happens man i mean look even if say we're coming down the stretch and mark is our guy that we know that you know like our closer in basketball well if mark's having that would all, be too right yeah, yeah mm-hmm. right you know mark's got that good inside out game he's yep. mid, he looks like more like a mid-range guy right yeah. he definitely yeah. he definitely joker turned, he, yeah, definitely during men's pickup, he's definitely <laughs> chubby white guy. Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's definitely bodying you up and right, jam, right, right. But at the end of the day, say Mark's having an off night, saying uh, he's just one of those things. These are again, these are college men and women, um, boys and girls, and so now we have to adjust. Whether it's you know you had a, you know players missing and stuff like that from the girls or from the women's team last night. It's something they they could experience, and I and I know the little nugget in the back of their head was that twenty wins. 
I mean, you got to think, and that's what we talked about. It, it's like that rabbit chasing the carrot. You're so close, but yet so far, the hardest thing is to close. It's no different than in the men's game. I forget what game it was. Um, uh, Latman uh, had this, had the dunk, 30 seconds left, celebrating, goes over to the bench. They go down five on four, bust a three. Now we're hey, now it's a whole different ball game. So instead of being up by five with a chance to really play D and get back in transition D, now we're playing actually a, a defensive you know, one hand behind our back drill that you work on that you don't want, ideally you don't want to do with 30-some seconds left, and they hit a three, and then you end up losing that game, right? Um, and so you just – that's the inexperience. And so, uh, you know, I think it's something, again, a lot like the Iowa game for the women last night. I think that they can learn from it. I, th- I definitely think that they're going to um, – I think their game is Sunday going to show up with a with a with hopefully a nasty disposition – of a, a get right game um ability to finish and sometimes you when you look the hardest thing for kids to do i don't care if you're eight years old or 18 or 22 heck even 28 even in the nfl or mm-hmm. in even in the nba mm-hmm. or any 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 person yeah. just in general i mean even in regular just outside of sports is how do you deal with success you coming off a huge win against <laughs> indiana where you beat the brakes off them and you beat them conventionally down the stretch right and then now you're going to play a team that you beat before pretty handily on the road. Um, but the thing about Penn State, they were on a losing streak, but they always played the same. Mm-hmm. They always make you work for it. That's a team. In, in Penn State, whether it's men or women's, they will sneak up on you in Happy Valley. It, it was it was hard watching this team defensively. Let's be clear. People get caught up in the offensive savvy of, of having a bunch of three-point shooters and three rock-solid post players who do work good work in short space. But this is a defensive team. That's where they excel. This is why they, they're doing what they're doing. And that broke down last night. Like, that, it broke down last night. And there weren't any answers. And no matter what shuffling of the deck Amy did, she wasn't getting a winning combination. Is that a fatigue thing? I mean, they've been going hard. It could be, but I think it's a lot to do with success. A little once you look, they. I mean, yeah, you, I, I, you, I, I'm leaning with Jay on this. You start yeah. the fourth quarter up by ten. Yeah, you're I mean, like was, you, you were up thirteen with seven minutes left. You're up there looking at the clock like, hey, let's just. Let, let, but then, I mean, I think what Penn State scored thirty-one points in the fourth quarter. Th- this is a little when you you know I need to get mine. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, folks coming in off the bench. Hey, let me get mine now. Um, you put a lot on 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 two freshmen, like Widener and Markowski. Look, it's nice when they give you added value, but they can't be the value. Yeah, like that's not how this is supposed to work. Not with Sam and Jazz on the floor, and Izzy. That's not supposed to happen. But and, they weren't hitting. Right, they weren't hitting. They they I were mean, zero for three, six from the, three. The, the, the three guards were were nine of like thirty three, I think. From the field, well, I mean, and a lot of threes, you know, and and look, they've had some up and down shooting games, even with Ashley in the lineup, right? But not having her impacted the game, and look, it's Nebraska basketball. You don't want to lose momentum. You don't want to give away momentum. And last night they gave away momentum. Now they they have a chance. There's nothing wrong that a win, you know, this weekend won't cure, but. That was tough. That was tough. The, the my phone blew up last night from fans who you know normally talk about the women in good in good spirits and said that, that was an ugly loss. And there are no pretty losses, but that was uglier than than it needed to be. 
and uh, that's where it was. So lots to talk about there. Uh, we will throw it to break here. It will be uh, Mark's turn to tell us what's up. He'll do that next on Old School 937 The Ticket. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. In our Future of Cloud survey, Deloitte discovered two approaches to innovation. Those who look at the new technologies and changes swirling around them and wonder what's possible, and those who use cloud to engineer their possible. Generating new revenue, advancing processes, and sparking cultures of innovation. Learn more about what separates these cloud innovators. Download Closing the Cloud Strategy, Technology, and Innovation Gap at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud survey. 